Welcome to the Global Governance Podcast, where we explore the future of governance. Each episode will look at a different global issue and how governance plays a key role in its solution. From climate change to gender equality, from corruption to peace and security, we invite experts to explore a thought-provoking game of what if and why not, positing a world in much closer international cooperation. And now your host, Augusto Lopez Claros. Enjoy. Fernando Iglesias is co-president of the World Federalist Movement Institute for Global Policy. He was a member of the parliament in Argentina between 2007 and 2011, and more recently, 2017 to 2021. He's the director of the Campaign for a Latin American and Caribbean Criminal Court Against Transnational Organized Crime, otherwise known as COPLA. In 2011, Fernando was distinguished as Commendatore of the Order of the Star of Italian Solidarity for his work in the Altiero Spinelli Chair awarded by the President of the Italian Republic, Giorgio Napolitano. He has lectured widely at renowned institutions such as the European Parliament, the Senate of the Republic of Italy, the London School of Economics, Science Po, and many other places. Thank you, Fernando, for speaking with us today. We are very, very happy to have you. You are part of the Latin American and Caribbean Criminal Court Against Transnational Organized Crime campaign, which aims to establish a court designed to combat organized crime within pre-existing judicial systems in Latin America and the Caribbean. We think this is a most interesting initiative. This movement which was initiated by Democracia Global, an Argentinian NGO, seeks to safeguard public policy and human rights by prosecuting instances of organized crime under leaders. So to get started, Fernando, for our listeners, can you explain the general proposal outlined by COPLA? What are its main goals and missions? Hi, Augusto. Happy to to be here. Uh, thanks for your invitation. Um, a small correction: I am a member of the Parliament. This is now this is my office at the Congress, and I am also the president of the Commission of the Chamber of the Mercosur. Mercosur is the main initiative about uh, regional integration in in South, in South America. Well. Let's go to the COPLA. The COPLA, the f- main problem we are facing here in Latin America is uh, transnational organized crime. If you look at the statistics, you find that Latin America is the most violent uh, continent all over the world. And this, the, the number of people that did every year because of transnational organized crime is uh, it's amazing. It's a real scandalous. We are speaking about half of South America. Brazil has a, a media under which is oscillating between 20, uh, 20 and 30 people killed by uh, 100,000 uh, inhabitants. Think about uh, between 20 and 30. In Europe, for instance, is two. In the, in the USA, it's five. We are speaking about uh, uh, some kind of genocide. And the same about 
Central America. Half of Central America, meaning Mexico, has the more or less the, the same problem. We are speaking about uh, 30,000, uh, between 30,000 and 60,000 people dead every year just in Brazil and in Mexico uh, every year. So, uh, and transnational organized crime is also uh, a limit for the economic and social development of the region and a menace to human rights and to democracy. And the basic problem we see is this. We are facing a transnational phenomena uh, and transnational organizations uh, which operates in this 21st century with the logic of multinational of crimes, uh, global multinational of crimes. And we are facing this phenomena just with national instruments. And the result is they win. They are winning. They are uh, moving forward their agenda. And we need uh, regional instruments to face this uh, in cooperation between uh, among the different states of, of the region. That's the, re the reason of creating the COPLA, the Latin American and Caribbean Criminal Code Against Transnational Organized Crime, which is, uh, which we expect to be uh, a trial to empower to the mandate of the United Nations Organization by the Palermo Convention, uh, which defines these crimes and, cre and the creation of the COPLA will be the, the prosecution, the coordinated prosecution of criminals by all the governments of the regions uh, in future. Thank you, Fernando, for sharing those very compelling statistics. Um, I wanted to follow up with, with another, another question, which is basically that <clears throat> from what you said, <clears throat> Organized crime um, seems to stand as a very serious uh, transnational issue that obviously is affecting governments and their populations worldwide. And I guess the mechanism is that it creates economic and political instability. And as you noted very, very clearly, it contributes to a, a spike in, in violence. Now, a proposal for a legal body designed to combat this would certainly contribute to, I think, increased economic well-being, stability, and of course, higher perceptions of security, which I think is very important if you're thinking of attracting foreign investment and creating an economic environment in Latin America that will make foreign investors from Europe, from Asia, from North America feel you know, increasingly comfortable with the region. What are the factors that have led to the need for, for COPLA? Um, and how would the major goals of COPLA alleviate some of these concerns? Yes, uh, you are, your, your words are um, correct. You are taking the, the point. There, will, there won't be any kind of uh, economic development of Latin America if we don't manage the problem of transnational uh, organized crime. Nobody wants to invest, nobody wants to live, nobody wants nothing to do with uh, a continent uh, which is failing in the hands of uh, transnational maf mafias. And this is the same about democracy. A democracy corrupted by uh, narco-traffic uh, organization is not a democracy. Human rights. Uh, the main menace to human rights 
is transnational organized crime. Gender. One of the crimes is uh, the use of uh, women uh, as slaves, sexual slaves, and this is also part of the gender agenda. So we, we need to fight against this. And the problem is uh, it's very difficult to do when the uh, transnational organizations, the mafias, are so uh, rich and, and powerful in our countries. They have the capacity of menacing uh, politicians and judges and prosecutors and so on. So sometimes, even if there are many well-intentioned functionaries and politicians and, and judges, they are unable to, ju to judge because they are menaced. So we need some kind of instrument over the national level in, in capacity of uh, using the under the criteria of uh, complementarity, uh, the power of law, uh, the, the, the power of law against criminals. And this is uh, a scheme which is applied already by the International Criminal Court in, in a different field, which is crimes against humanity. When the national states shows to be unable to judge uh, a, a, a criminal or to judge, uh, to empower, the rule of law. Uh, so this is the moment in which uh, a COPLA, a, a, a regional court, could have the capacity of, um, of complementing uh, justice and applying the law against the criminals. That's a basic idea, to have a court which operates under the criteria of complementarity only in the cases in which national institutions are unable to do so. But also there are many other initiatives. For instance, parliamentary, I am a parliamentarian. So the legislation against transnational crime, against the mafias, is very different in our countries. We need to uh, exchange our uh, knowledge and our capacities, and we need to uniform this uh, legislation uh, because uh, the differences are used by the criminals in order to escape from the law. We need to have uh, a development of this uh, kind of legislation and the COPLA, the court, could be a very good instrument in order to promote uh, parliamentary cooperation. And the same at the level of prosecution. The prosecutions in our countries are completely separated. The, national, the information that uh, the Brazilian prosecutors have about organized crime are in their hands and not in the hands of uh, Argentine justice. But the organizations we, which are so, so powerful in Brazil, like Comando Vermelho or Comando Primero da Capital, they are operating also in Argentina. And we know almost everything from them because there is no connection between the two prosecutions. We need to create a network of the prosecution of all Latin America to exchange data, to prepare a strategy against uh, these organizations that are operating not just at the national level, but also at the international level. These are so just uh, uh, a small uh, resume of the possibilities that the creation of a core international uh, regional court against transnational crime could, could have. And we, we expect that in the process there are so many uh, contributions from civil society, from experts, from judges, from 
functionaries of the uh, legislative and judicial powers uh, in each country to contribute to find new ways of uh, applying this logic, which is basically we need to stand together uh, at the transnational regional level uh, in order to face a phenomena which is uh, intrinsically uh, transnational and, and regional. You're making a very strong case, Fernando, for greater international cooperation, you know, across across borders and communication between between the the uh, you know the police uh, forces and the prosecutions of various countries. Tell me, when I think of organized crime, um, I, I I think that it takes up you know many different forms. We have drug trafficking, we have money laundering, we have bribery, and I guess. Uh, uh, unless I misunderstood you, COPLA, you know, would have a kind of a wide jurisdiction in prosecuting these criminal organizations and their, and their leaders. Um, if you could just speculate a little bit with me, how would COPLA function as a court? What crimes would it have jurisdiction over? And how would it fill the, a gap in, in sort of our pre-existing Latin American Caribbean legal systems. You have already alluded a, a little bit to this in your, in your previous answer, but if you could elaborate a little more, that would be helpful. Thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, well, you know, there is already a convention against transnational organized crime. It's the Palermo Convention, which defines the, the kind of crimes uh, which, are which are considered by the United Nations as transnational organized crime. Uh, for instance, uh, narco-trafficking, uh, the traffic of, uh, not only of drugs, but also the traffic of uh, uh, weapons. Um, sexual slavery, the, but basically against uh, women, but also slavery uh, of workers, uh, immigrants. Um, Corruption, transnational corruption. There is a big case, uh, a big uh, issue with uh, Odebrecht, which was uh, uh, a Brazilian company that operated illegally all over Latin America and so on. These are defined already defined by the uh, Palermo Convention, which is a convention uh, of the United Nations. But the interesting thing is all the governments in Latin America are signatories of the Palermo Convention. So they have a, a commitment with uh, the international community uh, of fighting against uh, transnational organized crime. And the COPLA, the court, will be only uh, the institution to make the enforcement of the Palermo Convention at the Latin American level. This is very useful because our question to governments is, if you are already a signatory of the Palermo Convention and you have a commitment uh, in front of your society, but also the international community, to fight against transnational organized crime, why are you not part of this uh, institution? So this is the basic idea of our campaign. Let's create together an institution that makes the enforcement of the Palermo Convention that you, all the countries of Latin America have 
already signaled. And of course, the, um, the crimes are already de defined by the convention, which is uh, uh, very helpful because if we have to start by defining the crimes and so on, there will be a long, long process. No, we have just this uh, international agreement about what is a transnational organized crime, and we need only the institution in order to prosecute them. Uh, this is the, the basic idea of the campaign, and that's why we had very important achievements in our campaign by different governments of the region, and we are very, um, we, we hope we, we could have a, a process in which uh, in future we can make this something real. Um, Fernando, I guess COPLA is still in the phases of advocacy to build support uh, to establish this court. Uh, this is a very, very important, critical phase, I'm sure you, you will agree. And a major part of this process has been the endorsement and support from civil society organizations, I guess some governments and individuals uh, in favor of the mission of this campaign. I'd like to hear from you uh, about sort of successes that Coppola has had recently in, in getting the endorsement of, you know, important stakeholders. And, and also, <clears throat> on the other side, you know, what are some of the major challenges that the campaign is, is confronting? Well, first, we had... Uh... Initially, we are Democracy Global is an organization based uh, in Buenos Aires. So we had a resolution by the Congress, the Chamber here uh, in Argentina, which was uh, unanimous in support of the creation of the Latin American and Caribbean International uh, Criminal Court uh, against transnational organized crime. Uh, this was unanimity at the Chamber and unanimity also at the Senate, so this at the Argentinian level. But also uh, our president, Mauricio Macri, pointed at the United Nations, United Nations General Assembly uh, that we were looking for consensus and agreements with other governments to, to, to impose their, the creation of, of the court. Unfortunately, we, we lost the, I mean, the, the party that makes part of uh, uh, our government lost the past election. This was a moment, a difficult moment for the campaign, but we are relaunching this. And we had other uh, major important success. For instance, Mercosur. Mercosur is Argentina, uh, Brazil, Uruguay, and Paraguay. Is, uh, economic and political agreement, uh, regional agreement, might be the most important initiative in favor of regional integration in Latin America. And we had a resolution, uh, a document, uh, signed by the Minister of Justice and Security of all these countries in favor of the creation of the COPA. And this is a very important uh, step forward. Uh, also, we had different you can check this in our web page. Uh, many important intellectuals from all over the world uh, are signatories uh, of our campaign, including not just Latin American people, but, but also uh, European people, 
like, I don't know, Anthony Giddens or Daniel Archibuji. And we had also a campaign. We had some resolution at the, at the national level by the Parliament of Paraguay, uh, by the, and also at the regional level. I mean, the Parlasur and the Parlatino have also expressed their uh, work working in the expression of the support. We had a resolution by the Parlasur. We are we we have uh, we are working with the Parlatino for a resolution at the uh, Commission of Justice and also on the Eurolab and the European Parliament, where there is also uh, support by the president of the Eurolab. Eurolab is the joint um, parliamentary assembly between. Uh, European Union Parliament and uh, all the regional parliaments of Latin America, they, there is a resolution by the presidents of the Eurolab in favor of the COPLA and so on. I could also from civil society, uh, the International Association of Prosecutors and many other uh, organisms have expressed the support to this campaign. And we hope, you know, the pandemic was a shock for all of us. And we, we hope we are relaunching the campaign and we hope to have better results in future because every day is more uh, urgent and more evident the necessity of creating uh, transnational crimes, transnational institutions in order to fight against transnational crime. You make a very strong case, Fernando. Uh, let me follow up um, with, with uh, something that comes to mind. <clears throat> I, I notice as I hear you speak about COPLA, many synergies with a similar campaign um, for the creation of an international anti-corruption court, which the Global Governance Forum uh, has been strongly supporting in, in recent years. This is an initiative of Integrity Initiatives International, the organization founded by judges Mark Wolf and Richard Goldstone. This campaign, um, similar to the one you have described for COPLA, seeks to establish a, a court designed to combat corruption and kleptocracies, but on a wider international scale. From this, how do you see COPLA engaging with other initiatives for specialized courts in these areas? More broadly, um, how do you believe that COPLA would interact with international bodies to achieve this important mission, which uh, we have discussed over the last uh, uh, 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, both initiatives, I mean, a regional court against transnational organized crime and international court against corruption are part of the same process. Uh, everybody is, is looking at the same reality. We are facing regional and international and transnational and global uh, phenomena and global organizations uh, of, of crime. And we need uh, to build uh, an architecture, an international architecture uh, able to, to cope the, the new challenges of the 21st century. So both initiatives are absolutely uh, complementary. Uh, corruption is a big part of transnational organized crime because, you know, uh, organized uh, crime is very 
capable of uh, of uh, pressing and co-opting uh, national functionaries and politicians. So I only see complementarity. And I discussed this topic with uh, Dr. Wolf some years ago. I remember we were at Medellin in a forum organized by the Colombian uh, government. Uh, Medellin is a very meaningful uh, city. It was the, the city of Pablo Escobar. It was the city of the organized crime in Colombia. And now it's a very interesting example of the, the fight against uh, this organization by civil society and, and the political system, which is successful. We, we met there for this forum and with Dr. Wolf and we discussed it and we arrived to the same conclusion that nothing best for the international uh, court against corruption could be at the regional level than the creation of the COPLA and vice versa. So we, we need to, to work together because we are part of the same uh, initiative. The, the, um, the initiative, the, the, uh, the awareness of the increasing awareness of civil society about the, the necessity of fighting uh, transnational phenomena at the transnational level. And we are willing to, to an interchange and to, co to cooperation because we are part of the same team. Um, Fernando, let me let me uh, um, ask you two interrelated questions to bring this very interesting uh, podcast to to a conclusion. Um, I was really captivated by the very compelling statistics that you shared with us at the beginning of the podcast, where you were talking about the incidence of crime in, in Brazil, in Mexico, in other countries in Latin America, Central America in particular, and comparing these numbers with uh, you know, similar statistics in Europe, in Asia, and so on, and, and making the case that the incidence of crime in the region, in the Latin American region, is several times larger than what you see in other parts of the world, right? I'm sure those figures are correct. They certainly resonate with other things that I have read and I have seen myself traveling in the region. So my, my first question is, what are the causes for these? What is it that has made Latin America a more violent region than, than the rest of the world, all right? And, and I care about this deeply because, like you, I come from Latin America and I know what are the costs of, of, you know, for the region associated with, you know, the high incidence of violent crime, right? So that's, that's one question. The, the second question is, how do you see COPLA benefiting the everyday life of average citizens in the region, you know? Uh, could the court, for instance, uh, once it is established, utilize methods such as asset repatriation or asset recovery um, so that we can channel back to the population some of the, some of the uh, assets stolen by these criminal, criminal organized groups? Um, if you could just sort of conclude this, 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 uh, this very interesting podcast on a, on a vitally important subject, you know, with these two, these two questions. 
Well, why? Uh, this is just my, my opinion. Uh, the first thing, there is a coincidence because Latin America is the most violent um, continent in the world, but it is also the most unequal continent of the world. So Africa is uh, poorer than Latin America, so they have less resources, but there is some kind of uh, equality. Uh, Latin America is a different kind uh, of phenomena in which you have a strong nucleus of poverty, but very rich people and inequality is very high. And this is uh, socially the, the best uh, environment for the for the for the for crime because uh, inequality uh, so uh, overall unjustified inequality uh, is very. It's a very compelling argument in order to enforce uh, crime. Um, because people is angry, they feel that there is no justice, and etc. etc. So there is a, in my opinion, one of the reasons is this: uh, the most violent continent of the world is also the most unequal, and there is a link between these two phenomena. But also, Latin America has a very, very um, difficult relationship with law. So the, the rule of law is not so respected here. You just go to the streets and look at the cars <laughs> and nobody respects the rules. So all, to say this in, in, a, in a more gentle way, the respect of the law is lower than in, in many other regions. So and we had also the problem of populism. We have many kind of populism in Latin America, from the left, from the right, you have every kind of populism. And you know that populism also creates an environment which is uh, very uh, useful for organized crime because of the two precedent reasons, because they create uh, under the, their speech, they create an unequal, uh, a very unequal societies and they have no respect for the law. And this, all this, in some, this uh, conjunction of uh, factors are very strong in creating this phenomena of organized crime. And the, fight, the second question, which is what, which, what are the benefits? Of course, the, um, the block of the properties of the mafia organizations is a central problem. The, we need, uh, because if you put a criminal in jail and you you need maybe years in order to have a verdict against in the in the in the meantime you have this person operating with all the powers of their organization in order to consecrate impunity and to continue to make uh, function their organization and organize the crime uh, at the same time they are being judged that's why the justice needs the capacity of blocking economic uh, assets and putting them in the hands of civil society in order to block their, their power. And this is one of the laws that are we need to, uh, to create in, in all Latin America. Not all, all the countries have this legislation. And this is a role in which the court could be very helpful. Um, and this as assets should be used in order to repair the victims of organized crime. This is part 
of the statute we are proposing for the for the COPLA, and we are very aware of the importance, both in terms of blocking the criminal action and, and repairing the damage they have made uh, uh, to their victims. But the benefits of uh, a more uh, of uh, Latin American free of uh, organized crime could be really more important than this because this, this mean a, a step forward, a decisive step forward in terms of investment in our uh, region, in terms of the development of the capacities and, and skills of our people and in terms of protecting democracy and protecting human rights from the menace of the organized crime. Thank you for listening to the Global Governance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. To learn more, please visit globalgovernanceforum.org and join the conversation. 